Hello, welcome to Aero Bandwidth, your source for everything you need to know about the technologies, trends, and concepts that are steering our industry today. We hope that you enjoy this episode, and if you do, please subscribe. Hello and welcome back. My name is Adam Capigan. I'll be your host for today's episode here. Joining me is a returning voice, TJ, on the line with me today. Good morning, TJ. Hi, Adam. How are you doing? Uh, doing well. How are you, sir? Good. Thanks for having me again. Oh, yeah. We uh, appreciate your commentary the last time you were on the show. Glad to have you back as a returning guest. It's, uh, it's always exciting when uh, people come back more than once. Hey, so TJ, you and I were, uh, were just uh, up in Seattle at the Oracle Cloud Partner OCI Deep Dive Days and Autonomous Database Training with uh, their partners. And I think if I recall correctly, this was the second annual event that they held. What, uh, what were your initial impressions? I was impressed, you know, recognizing where we're at and what we were doing and then just jumping right into the keynote with Cash there. And he explained why they picked Seattle so they could draw the talent that they wanted I think there was a lot of positive things that came out of this. I'm pretty excited about some of these things. I hope we get to discuss them in more detail later on. But yeah, the autonomous database, some of that stuff, I was impressed. Definitely impressed. Yeah, you know, so I'm just new to our Oracle business, right? Just kind of diving in myself a little bit. And I got to say, they definitely seem to have come a long way from, um, I mean, well, clearly, right? Still, I think, foundationally in some of the enterprise database and applications, right? The EBS and... Mm-hmm. J. Edwards and those types of things. But, you know, I think the, the message was clear around their intent to, uh, you know, embrace the cloud and to continue to make investments and to move forward. And, and I think that, you know, the partner feedback and those folks that we talked to while we were there was nothing but positive. So, so definitely looking forward, I would agree, right, to what we saw, right, and, uh, and the direction that they're going. So good stuff. Yeah, it definitely demonstrated to me that this is more of a marathon and we're just at the beginning. I think we're probably, if we're going to scale it out, still in the blocks and you know here we go and there's a lot for us to learn as we go down that path and oftentimes you know we can learn from our competitors yeah yeah, you know it's uh, i'm the baby of my family right and i and i always appreciated learning from my sister's mistakes Uh, to tell me what not to do but uh, (laughs) but yeah Yeah, you you have to be more inventive doing more things (laughs) exactly right that's right innovation right how can i get in more trouble (laughs) or try to avoid it but maybe do something different and end up in more but anyway that's uh that's a podcast for uh for another day maybe another show so hey maybe you know and and i think you yeah you're spot on right That, that it being a marathon and as i look back um over time i think that you know what what we've seen i think from cloud adoption was an acceptance of development or born in cloud applications. And then what I like to call IT owned applications is kind of the low hanging fruit of, of either, you know, immediate cloud augmentation and support or, or like I said, right, organic consumption of, of cloud from the very get go. But, uh, but I think there was, you know, a concern um, around enterprise applications and the type of cloud performance that we would get. And, you know, were there, you know, things in place that prevented us from moving enterprise applications? But, uh, but I got to say, you know, I think one of the things coming out of, out of last week's event was an indication of a comfort level of major app- applications, enterprise applications that have historically been on-premise, right? With uh, our mm-hmm. partners saying that, hey, there's, you know, numerous customers out there in the enterprise space that are saying, yeah, yeah, we, we see the value, we see the benefit, and we're interested in, in moving that way. You know, in, in your viewpoint as uh, one of our cloud experts here inside of Arrow, 
Yeah, would you agree with that commentary or, or can you maybe elaborate a little bit more on what you're seeing? So by moving down the path that Oracle's gone with us and giving us the robust enterprise solutions, the ERPs, the construction, build, and engineering packages that they can load up, and to actually say to us that they're going to make it as transparent as possible and continue working on it to go from on-prem into the cloud, that just lowers the threshold of entry to anyone that's invested mm -hmm. in Oracle in these to get into the cloud and take advantage of being in the cloud. They don't have to have the discussion with another cloud vendor about piecemealing it and putting it together. You've got your trusted vendor in Oracle now telling us that we can get you into the cloud and minimize the pain. Right. Mm. The technical moves are going to be very interesting to see how this happens. And one of the things that they did announce was technically they're bringing out Kubernetes. That's the tip of the iceberg. That means portability is on the way, but for the existing customer with your investment in Oracle as it is now, you really need to be talking to us or Oracle about how do I get into the cloud and start realizing some of the benefits of being there. Yeah, right. Absolutely. And, and I think more importantly, like the benefits of moving an enterprise application to cloud, right? Because I think it's easy to just say, hey, test dev, right? And then spin oh. it up and say, okay, cool, right? It, it was performed or developed as we had thought and anticipated. Now, right, let's bring that on-premise and deploy. But I think that we are starting to see the maturity of cloud infrastructure and platforms that allow for confidence of enterprise applications to be placed there. Yes? Absolutely agree with the added benefit of bringing all the telemetry and instrumentation so that you can actually tune it, whether it's on a diurnal basis or a calendar month that you want to make sure that your load's there or you want to turn the lights off because you're going into a quiescent period. You have that kind of control on a global basis now. Yeah. There's so much you can do. Right. Your Kubernetes comment was interesting as well, right, from a portability point of view, which I think is just, a, uh, you know, an indicator of the industry agreeing that some form of multi-cloud hybrid cloud, I think, is the end state, right? So I think it's easy to say that perhaps there's, you know, uh, maybe some functions, applications, parts of applications, when you think about some of these big, you know, software suites um, that still maintain on-prem, but you could easily containerize and shift them to some form of cloud consumption, right? And then if needed, bring them back on-premise, right? With ease, relative ease, right? Down the road. So I, I do think that that's, that's interesting, right? And I think one of the big things that I look for in any cloud provider, right, is, is an openness and an API, right, association that allows for some of those, those portabilities and things, additional emerging technologies to make consumption and life easier inside of the cloud. Absolutely concur. I mean, first movers on the gold rush in California staked out their claims and operated independently until it got to the point where they realized they needed a smelter. Right. The same thing's happening here. Whether you get your gold from selling content or financial transactions or whatever it might be, you're going to be at hybrid cloud. Right. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that was, again, a message, right, that Oracle said, hey, we get it. We understand it. I'm pretty sure that, that I saw a couple slides that had at least hybrid, if not multi-cloud up there, right? So I think that mm -hmm. they are in the same kind of mindset that some of the other other potential players, right, in, in that same space are, are in today, which um is good. I think, again, unifying the language inside our industry is an important thing. And, uh, you know, I don't know if we'll ever see, like, I think on-premise infrastructure, we look at this as, you know, commoditization. I don't know if we'll ever see commoditization of cloud, but I do think that we'll see similarities. And, and, and then, you know, from a differentiation point of view, 
I think we'll see neat things in partnerships that will make it very interesting for uh, for not only us, right, and the role that we play, but uh, potentially our partners and ultimately end users around, you know, what the cloud may look like, even, you know, 24, 36, 48, 60 months from now. Yes, I'm, my head's spinning when you start putting out those kind of numbers <laughs> in months. <laughs> right. I'm happy to see two weeks in advance, which is one of the things, you know, our practitioners and our partners have to deal with. And I need to point out that in the training that Oracle provided last week, Oracle University was all over the place. So they're moving as strongly as they can to get this content out there. In fact, if you go search on GitHub, you can actually find some active OCI labs that you can run, 100, 200. There's even one, to your point, Adam, um, for Kubernetes, the Terraform and Container Engine for Kubernetes. It's 30 minutes. They, you know, are taking it and adopting it and not, if I can, you know, proprietarizing it such that you can't use it to move around. And we've all recognized that in that space when I'm in AWS or Azure or even, you know, Google's, I've got some lock-in when I'm doing VMs or if I'm even playing with logic functions. On the other hand, if we containerize it, it really doesn't matter, does it? Yeah, couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more. Um, gosh, you know, I, I wish uh, you know I had a crystal ball because I'd be uh, I'd be a rich man already, and we'd be having a, a completely different conversation. Um, but uh, but not the case, right? So maybe we'll get our heads out of the cloud for better lack of term and pardon the pun. But uh, thinking back to the event that we attended, you know, they they did kind of the general keynotes, right? And then they broke out in the second half of day one and entirely in day two into groups, right? So there was a technical track, a business track, and some of those other things. And I think you you sat through one of the technical tracks. What was that one? Yes, I actually uh, got the opportunity to attend the autonomous database. And in there, Rick and Krishna uh, were spot on, brought us up. We stood up both a data warehouse and an online transaction processing and were able to consume and regurgitate data as we processed it in half the time that they had planned for us. The reason was that in the first day, we spent the whole day, all 12 of us in the classroom, just rapid fire going through everything that they were putting up in the PowerPoint. In other words, they spent the whole day talking to us rather than giving us time to do the labs. So the next day, we actually had to do it in half the time, which impressed me. Um, It was the type of thing that it's Oracle quality. Now, what didn't I like? It's still in beta. So Yeah. yeah, you know, hands off for a while, but very exciting stuff. It works. What more can I tell you at this point? Yeah, you know, it's, um, you know, when they put up some of those initial slides, you know, they talked about autonomous databases being self-driving, self-securing, self-repairing, right? And, and when I think about that, I mean, that's pretty interesting from an application point of view, right? I think that there's, you know, uh, maybe some some apps like an Office 365 or something like that, that I'm sure there's patching that occurs that, uh, you know, that you and I don't see. And perhaps that's a, another good example of an autonomous application. But I think inside of the database world, um, at least to my knowledge, I don't think there's another database out there that is promoting a form of autonomous. Have you seen anything? It, it's it's not as mature as what I got to see uh, okay. last week. Um, and, and to that point, for 
our Oracle listeners, um, this is rack in a managed services environment. This is stuff that you're used to seeing. This is set up and managed in such a way that you're allowed to set the control and governance, the policies, and off it goes. It will execute to your business process needs and your business KPIs. Yeah, I mean, there were some there were some big statements on the slides that they had out there. Right? I think one of the notes that I took away is is they were again talking about autonomous database, right? That the guarantee is running your workload will be at least fifty percent lower than other cloud providers. Which, mm-hmm. which I mean, that's a, that's a pretty big statement to make, right? And then they're backing that with uh, with a guarantee. So I mean, clearly they've got some you know juice, some you know good confidence in the fact that when I think autonomous goes GA, right, that it's going to not only meet but exceed many expectations of customers. So very very exciting technology. Absolutely, and once again, I I want to hammer on the fact that they're making the transition for people that actually own previous versions as smooth and as frictionless as possible, um, and they're going all in. So if you're a poker player, they're there, and they want to see these things happen, and they do have some very interesting stories that they've been able to accomplish to date. Any other thoughts on, on the autonomous session you sat through? One of the things that I liked about what Rick and Krishna put out Um, I'm hoping that that gets published in Oracle University as soon as possible because they really need more people looking at it right now. They're doing everything they can to manage it to product release. But it's at that point where, you know, us as a user community need to jump in and start giving them feedback because they're looking for that. And, you know, engineers left alone will engineer what things engineers do. And that being said, (laughs) pretty much it. Um, trying to think. Uh, there's a complete set of RESTful APIs that allow you to tie into machine learning and artificial intelligence down the road with that. Mm-hmm. You do have the major providers where if you want to do your data and analysis, you can go in and pick that up. Or interestingly enough, they didn't have the time to go into this stuff that's built into the autonomous database directly. And that's a whole area of study for yeah. machine learning and AI. Yeah, yeah Absolutely. Well, it sounds like that session was uh, was awesome, right? Some hands-on labs, right? Lots of, I think, FaceTime with product leaders and, and visionaries inside of like, that autonomous group while we were there. So it's so a really good stuff, right? I think one of the uh, the other technical tracks that was out there was the OCI track. And, and while I didn't get a chance to sit through that one myself, you know, if, we, if we just spend a, a hair of a minute thinking uh, on, on that one, right? And some of the things that I just think we saw collectively and we mentioned it earlier around, you know, the openness and, and I think the, the feedback that we got or the partner shared with Oracle during the session was there was kind of what they called OCI Classic, which was, you know, Gen 1. And, uh, and I think as an industry, we all have agreed upon a definition of what happens with Gen 1, right? But, but I always say right, to, uh, to our colleagues inside of Vero that, hey, you know, the best CEOs are the best CEOs because they actually get something to market, right? Even if it isn't perfect, there's something there, something they can sell. But now with kind of OCI 2, you know, I think that they've taken their lessons learned, right? They've built this, this platform, right, that's now enhanced. And it's really deeply rooted in the idea of being open, right? So choice being at the forefront, whether that's your programming language or the database that you want to run or the tools that you're going to bring. Um, yeah, I think thinking through services like app dev and big data and blockchain, I think you mentioned AI and deep learning. You know, I think what also caught my eye was around the idea of you know, support for a broad set of technologies. And, and in this case, things like security, right? Mm-hmm. So 
How, how yeah. do we factor that in? I think that's that's another I think hindrance perhaps of enterprise applications moving to the cloud, you know, sooner. But a hindrance of enterprise applications still remaining on premise, right? And now having that confidence of okay, not only can we do it from an open, right, and an easy kind of portability way, but I can also do it in a secured way. So I think they're they're checking all the boxes, yeah. Yep, absolutely. And you know, can stand behind all of the Oracle security that we all know and love. And, you know, reducing that to practice in the cloud, they've done a mammoth job. And the integration as you talk to third parties, the openness of the architecture, what they're moving forward and attempting to do, they're playing to that. That's their that's going to be their future strength. Yeah. In addition to having, as Mr. Ellison says, or Mr. Hurd, you know, they have the enterprise stack. They have the enterprise solutions that you want to go with because we're dealing in systems of systems. So the complexity is immediately compounded exponentially because you have all of these things. Why not get rid of that if that's not your knitting? If that's not your focus, offload it. Good God, the dry cleaner doesn't make his own chemicals. <laughs> right. So that being said, Oracle's providing people a place with their Aero partnership where you can do end to end all the way from inception or innovation of an idea to the retirement of your Fujitsu mainframe as you buy the next one and move on. So the recipe for success is there. And I believe, Adam, we, Arrow and Oracle, have a really good chance of making that happen. But I don't think we need to run anyone else's race. This is the beginning of a marathon. If you look at what we were talking about 20 years ago and how Moore's Law was looking at being a potential problem for us. And now we're going into the position of creating behavior-based chips and systems on a chip and on down the line. We are at the next oil rush. Mm, yeah. It's right here. And you need to get in and play. So standing off on the side, treating it as an academic exercise that it's going to go away like the VCR did, you're missing the point. Yeah, you know, I think TJ, your your commentary is is spot on there, and and I think you're you're absolutely correct. You know, when I uh, when I think about leaving the event that we were at last week, there's a couple things that stood out to me that Oracle has out there that I think our partners should should potentially look at. You know, one of those things is is a hackathon, right? And we've seen this now a couple times, or I've seen it a couple times with some different suppliers, and 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 it always has a different type of of outcome to it. But I think in this case, it's it's the idea of getting Oracle partners together and maybe even with some end users and coming up with a project and something that they want to build on top of an OCI platform, maybe leveraging autonomous when it's right, and then figuring out how can they, you know, potentially put some of that offering behind Oracle's demo lab and there's a, or demo, I should say their demo cloud, right? And there's uh, a really cool uh, way of doing that. And, you know, if you're interested, if you're listening to this, you're interested, reach out to your Aero Oracle team and uh, and we can connect you with the right folks inside of the Oracle organization to uh, get you registered, you know, to attend one of those hackathons. There's a rumor out there that, you know, potentially Aero may be a site for one of these hackathons. So we'll have to see what, uh, what comes out of that. But, um, you know, good stuff, right? I think that you know, TJ, maybe I'll ask you to end uh, our chat here today with just some closing thoughts on, you know, anything else that stood out or, or messages um, or ideas or concepts to uh, our listeners that may help them get questions answered or progress their business. So you know how to get a hold of me and Adam. I guess we're here for the long haul. Yeah, we are. And once again, oracle.github.io, the learning library, the OCI library, you can get in there and to, to Adam's point, they'll get you set up so you can run the labs. It's pretty neat. Um, 
Other than that, just a shout out to one of our internal sales reps, Todd, how are you doing? <laughs> awesome. Good stuff. Well, hey, you know, again, I'll just leave our listeners here with, again, I think my commentary and, and my thoughts on the whole thing. I, you know, again, new to the Oracle business, but, uh, you know, not new to Arrow, not new to the cloud. And, uh, and I'm excited for, you know, I think what Oracle is bringing. I'm excited to see the progression of enterprise applications, right? And, and you know, Oracle being interested in leading that and making sure that I think the customer experience is one that will meet the needs, right? I think you only get, uh, it's what's that old adage out there, right? First impressions, you only get one shot to make a first impression, something like that. So yeah, I think they're doing it right. I think they're taking their time. I think they've been methodical at this. Um, so I'm excited to see what's in store. And then, uh, of course, right, Todd's out there, TJUIS. And then really, it's it's easy. If you don't know, you know our contact info, you can email oracle at arrow.com, and we will uh, answer those questions that you may have. So with that, TJ, I'd, I'd like to thank you again for your attendance. Always fun to have you on the show. Brilliant mind inside of our organization. Thank you so much. Appreciate you. Thanks, Adam. Yeah, no problem. And uh, I suppose, folks, until next time, thanks for listening. Again, this has been uh, super fun, and we'll catch you next time. Take it easy. Thanks so much for listening. To contact us on Twitter, use hashtag AeroBandwidth, and we'll see you next week.